on this week's episode of Polk and Kush. The rain keeps coming down, but football time is on its way. David Onyemata suspended. What's going on with Jameis? What's going on with Taysom? Of course, a lot of Pelicans news. Free agents starting to bubble up. We've got Willie Green going to be announced full time. And of course, all of your favorite segments, overrated, underrated, and a brand new one with local news coming up right here on Polk. everyone to Polk and Kush. I barked a little bit on that one, everybody. It is July 21st, 2021. We are live coming at you from the Bud Light Tangerine Studio. Andrew Polk, Scott Kushner. This is a day late, but it is Polk and Kush. How you doing, sir? You went day late and you didn't go buck short? I know. I gave up uh, uh, the the levels of laziness I can hit really no no bounds including stopping halfway through a sentence an idiom uh, even that would have been perfect for the Bucks winning the championship uh, I'm doing okay glad to be in the city of uh, <laughs> brotherly uh, prosperity <laughs> we're all together in our misery it's a sh- it's shared I, I read a story today that uh, our seven month rainfall currently is the year average yeah that's cool and you'd think that would help with uh, the smell but boy <laughs> you'd be I did uh, it's fun to you know it's like making fun of your mom like I can do it but you can't fucking do it and I, I saw that dude. Did you see that dude on Facebook that wrote the open letter to New Orleans? Oh, no. I've, Some I am not on Facebook, so. he was Well, I'm not either, but, you know, I, I sneaked a peek. Yeah. And he was just some goober, like, from Raccoon Fart, Alabama. <laughs> was like, I've been coming to your city once every 10 years <laughs> for 20 years now. <laughs> and uh, what used to be a place where I could go to Bubba Gump's <laughs> and get robbed by a prostitute on Bourbon Street has turned into a hellhole. And <laughs> now get robbed by a prostitute on Dauphine Street yeah. <laughs> and on Chata Street. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I read that guy and he got my blood boiling. But then I drove around the city and I was like, ah, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not great right now. There's a little air of gloom, I feel like. I don't know if it's the rain. I don't know if it's the news. I think it's kind of every time this time of year, you're just like, what are we doing here? It's a thousand degrees. There's nothing happening. There's no entertainment. There's stuff happening. The Delta variant is back. That's <laughs> true. Everybody get your masks ready. COVID they, is back. Yeah, they said there's going to be mass mandates. So that's, you know, that's great. We haven't had enough of that. So. Now we have a chance to get those, if you can read this, the bitch fell off mask <laughs> that were going to be the original Polk and Kush merch. Mask are back. We're going to get them back. We're going to get yeah, all the 20,000 masks we bought last year to sell. <laughs> we bought them in June, so <laughs> didn't end up working out too well for us. Uh, yeah, it's a weird time here right now. It's There's a definite lull in the sports calendar, which obviously is something that for us is important. Uh you know, there's no even minor league team. Like, there hasn't been a live game played here of any kind since April. So it's weird in that regard. Uh, but Saints training camp's coming back, so that will distract all of us uh, from the existential crisis of a city that we have that doesn't pick up garbage where it rains every single day and we have to wear masks because our COVID is so bad. Other than that, we're just going to talk about football, baby. Yeah, the Saints are back. Well, some of them are. Some of them aren't back. Yeah. Ed Onyemata suspended six games for uh, being cool, a.k.a. using drugs. Yeah, that's awesome. Not like cool drugs. He didn't like do acid at a nightclub and then they got banned. <laughs> you know, he's doing uh, steroids or whatever. He didn't know it was a banned substance. Oh, of course. They never say, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. You got me. Like, yeah, I tried to do steroids because I this is my job. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to do it better. The only one that the only person that's ever said, yeah, I did it. 
was Shakari, uh, the runner from LSU. Yeah, it's because it was, was weed. Just, yeah, that was just weed. Of course, I believe that Anyamata does not know what the steroid he's taking is. You know, there's yeah. some guys. Has anyone ever, though, said like, yeah, got me. I've been trying to, I've been taking steroids for a while. You guys finally busted me. I can't think of one. They're always like, oh, I had no idea. That was a weird thing that happened. What a strange set of circumstances. I think he also got suspended like two years ago for a game for uh, having a lot of weed. Like in the NFL, you got to have a, a lot of weed on you. Uh, so there's some sort of like misdemeanor charge. So anyway, so what else do we have going on with the Saints right now? I think training camp opens in about two weeks. Uh, preseason opens in a little less than a month. So we are really on the road here and it's starting to get very serious. There's the Taysom Jameis thing has really started to spark a report out of the Boston Globe. I don't know if you saw this. Of all people, the Boston Globe came out and said that uh, the job is Taysom's to lose. I don't know. Taysom is the heavy favorite. I don't know about that, Boston. In that of all the places like if that came from Adam Schefter or that came from uh, even like a guy at the athletic or certainly one of the local guys, you'd be like, Oh shit. You know, like that's pretty real. Like randomly dropped into the Boston athletics NFL column was like, and the sources close to the saints say it's Taysom Hill's job. And I was like, no one else has said that. Is this one of the, is this like a clickbait story where they're going, I know what'll get those gumbo eating buffoons. <laughs> it wasn't even to like share my article, but it wasn't even like the top, thing it was kind of just like thrown into like an nfl column it was a very like odd non sequitur and i almost wonder if the person even knew what they were doing like if they realized that like it's not really like it's a pretty big topic here right now like the onyamata thing is very concrete that is problematic for many reasons in that the the saints are missing their defensive tackle from last year in sheldon rankins they're also missing their starting quarterbacks from last year uh, to at least start the season uh, so the defense is a train wreck in that regard. So that's very real news. But this was like, are they really going to like, that's seismic if that's true. If Taysom is the is the, like the favorite going in and it's his job to lose, that totally changes the complexion of this team and of training camp. Well, I don't know why the Boston guy would have any sort of uh, secret information regarding this that New yeah. Orleans media may not have. Uh, you know, it could just be akin to, you know, it's probably the same thing as like if we were going to say like, yeah, Mac Jones has a chance at, at being the starter in New England. Yeah, maybe. You know, he cited a source, but that source could just be a guy. Some guy. The uh, Taysom uh, Hill's agent, you know, yeah. <laughs> Braysom Hill. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, according to, to Braysom Thrill, Taysom is the, in line to be the starter and you should trade for him right now. I, I, I don't know. I watched some of the film, actually. Like, I just watched some highlights uh, of Taysom last year from the games he was quarterbacking. He can't throw. Like, point blank. He right. can't throw. We remember. Like, he, he absolutely... I watched the Jameis workout videos, and it makes me depressed because I'm like, this guy looks like an ass clown. Like, he, what is he doing? He's got a dog running around did you see this thing no he's literally doing workout videos where he's like shaking his hips like shakira and then he's got a towel in his hand and he's like whipping the towel and there's a dog chasing him it's the i was like this is outrageous i was like this is like out of a, a cartoon this is like uh i think what people think tom brady's workouts actually are <laughs> with, like the weird guru guy yeah so james is out there getting chased by a dog an actual yeah. dog an actual dog was kind of chasing him while he's got a towel in his hand and he's literally just like flipping his hips a thousand times maybe what we don't know this is being filmed for jackass four <laughs> He's wearing the suit, you know, running away from the dog, and the dog's going to take him down. That should be part of the Saints training camp is you wear the dog attack suit and run away from the dog. My name is Preston Fat Tits, and this is Jameis Winston gets bit by a dog. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I, I have so little faith in either of these guys right now, but it's mostly, you know, I think once you see him in preseason, once you see him in Peyton's system, once you see them with, you know, Thomas and Kamara, assuming they're all healthy, 
I think you'll get a little bit of uh, that spark and that feeling as you enter toward training camp and certainly uh, as a, a real season approaches. But God, just just like going through this and being like, I can't believe like it's just it's such a foreign concept to be so worried about your quarterback here and be like, I, what is going on? What is Jameis Winston? I've seen Drew Brees do some stupid offseason stuff, too. You know, I remember him like pushing the tire up a hill or whatever he's doing like. But this just felt so silly. All the things that James is doing seem so dumb. Yeah, I remember the footage coming out of like Drew, and they're like, Drew's got the cannon back, but Drew oh, had yeah. like a full head of hair. <laughs> you know? Remember he's throwing like a vortex like 80 yards last yeah. year? Like, Drew Brees' arm strength is top notch. <laughs> yeah, at Gulf Shores yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, when no defense and, uh, you know, like playing in Wyoming where there's no air. Uh, yeah, I. All in all, it just goes to show that nobody knows a whole lot about what's going on right now. And don't get don't make any impressions of what's coming based on a workout video. It's all very stupid. I saw uh, Marcus Davenport put out a workout video today, too. It was like, all right. What was he doing? Solving a Rubik's Cube? I was like, I was like, all right, I'm done here. Like, we all know that you're strong and big. That's not the question. The question is, like, when the guy runs toward you, do you know what direction to go in? Yeah. Th- th- is put that in the workout video. Like, Jameis, instead of throwing a towel around a dog, show me a video where there's two colors of jerseys standing in front of you, and you throw to the correct one. That's the video that I want to see. I want to see you play the game Simon, where you punch the right color as it comes up. <laughs> That's the workout video that I want to see. Red, boom, blue, boom, green. That's all I want to see from you. I don't give a shit. I know you can flip your hips. You probably have the best hip flipping game in the NFL. It does not matter. Oh, God, it's going to be a long season. They all do the hip flip now. They love it. That's like a TikTok dance. It somehow <laughs> made it into being a pre-game exercise stretch, whatever. It's so weird looking. I've, I saw nurses doing that in their ER videos <laughs> last summer. You know, they're doing the Macarena. They're, now the players are doing it, too. This is just indicative of the world we live in. A, yes, we're all just grown one. men dancing <laughs> before they play football. We're all just one big dance party, USA. This is ever since that Zac Efron movie came out 15 years ago, it really ruined the whole country for us. Uh, yeah, Dak Prescott. I remember that was a big thing. He That's, used to that do was, games. I think, the first one I saw doing it. Yeah, like, and look how it turned out for him. Yeah, exactly. He's like gazillionaire. Uh, you know, 40, 45 yards of hip flipping. I, I, I don't. I really. I don't want to take too much away from these videos, but I do find them to be at least like they're just there's there. I'm so starred for football content that I will watch them even as skeptical and as big of a D bag as I am. Be like, oh, this is stupid. And then I'll, I'll watch the whole thing. Yeah, I will. I, I, I watch like the fun ones, you know, where like Camara is on roller skates on ice. He's solving the <laughs> Hellraiser cube and like reciting backwards in Latin. It's like, that'll be useful yeah. next season. It's incredible, man. <laughs> He's literally like just completing all of the American Ninja Warrior tests. And then just, and I was like, you should just go on TV and do this. Why You'd not? You'd win like a million dollars. Put Taysom Hill on the floor as lava. Yeah. Tell him the floor is hell for all eternity. <laughs> I... Uh, it is a uh, it's an endless amount of fun to watch those things. They don't mean much, uh, but they, they are enough to whet the appetite. I think the Saints have a lot of known commodities coming back. They are enough. They are intriguing enough to think that they will be worth watching this season. I think the over underline I saw in Vegas was nine. Uh, so that would be nine and eight this year. There are 17 games. Right. I think that's a pretty reasonable number. If uh, gun to my head and I was told to bet or not gun to my head and I'm just going to bet because I like to bet, I'll probably bet the under. I think it's a safe assumption to think they're going to lose more games than they should because they do not have a quarterback. That seems to be the easiest way. And they don't have a cornerback either. And those are the two most positions, most important positions in the NFL. And they don't have a defensive tackle for six games. Yeah, that's not good either. Yeah. But they do have Marcus Davenport. They have Marcus Davenport. <laughs> He'll fill the He's gaps. on the videos. The dog's <laughs> after him. He's got a cat chasing him, too. So one from the left and from the right. Uh, it's not looking good for the Saints. Uh, six games. It's too bad you can't pick the six games. I know. I know. Like, yeah, I'll take that one. Mm-hmm. Uh. We'll put them all in December. It'll be hurt anyway. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, so it's it's the first six games, which is actually seven weeks because the Saints' bye week is so early. Uh, so that is uh, going to be a huge thing to watch, see if they bring in a defensive tackle. I saw Geno Atkins is on the market. Uh, there's some guys around who could fill the position, whoever it is. I promise you during training camp there will be fawning stories over whoever is going to fill it. Lorenzo Neal's kid is like an undrafted free agent. We're going to hear a lot about how, how much he flashed at camp. Yeah, great attitude. Yeah, amazing guy. Great football knowledge. Showed up on time. Yeah. IQ out of here he did a great interview and so we're just gonna yeah we'll pump him up you know he the, was very charming yeah the next Otome Ojo and that, that's C. the Grant. kind of that's the kind of shit we're gonna be hearing for a while now uh but obviously going the under on on the Saints season I think is probably the safe bet yeah I'm not in concerns to like the the Boston rumors of who's starting and who isn't I'm not really thinking about that right now. I I the the team is such unmolded clay at yeah. this point i just want to see him on the field yeah. i want to see him on the field before i can even begin to speculate because the speculation isn't that much fun for a team like this it's fun whenever you have all the pieces and it's getting better and better sure there the 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 most fun speculation currently happening is quan alexander came and met with the team yeah uh he's i guess back healthy again looking to get back out there. And he was, uh, you know, I, I think the season would have ended differently if he'd stayed healthy last season. He was 10 times better than the anal zone who was playing in that playoff game. I mean, that guy stinks. And Quan Alexander was legitimately very good. He was the best player at that position the Saints have had in quite some time. Uh, if he's able to be healthy and come back and play next to Demario Davis, that really fills a huge hole. Uh, and right now you have a lot of holes in this defense. Uh, so Quan Alexander, I think definitely something to watch. He visited the team this week. Does that uh, mean anything? Is there? I any... don't know. I guess it means there's interest at least. Well, I'm, I guess my question is, is there any reason that he would want to come play for the Saints other than to be on a team that he played with last year? Does that really make a difference to this guy? Is the money going to be better somewhere else? He is coming off of an injury. He's yeah. a little old. He's not old, old. But, but he's whenever you tear your Achilles or whatever yeah. it was, that ages you pretty <laughs> tremendously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the situation. I mean, I would assume he understands his fit in the Saints defense, and it's certainly next to Demario Davis better than he would anywhere else. But, yeah, I, I think 98% of the time these guys just go wherever the most money is. Yeah, that seems – I mean, that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what, what I do. we all do. Yeah, yes, that's what I do. Like, if you had two job offers, you would go take the one with the most yeah. money. Pretty, you know. I'm not loyal to J.C. Penney's. <laughs> I've been at, behind the grill at Chili's <laughs> and at Hooters, and I went the one that paid me 30 cents more an hour. Uh, so that's, uh, I, I yeah, you're right. I think the Saints are more interested in him because they saw him in the defense last year. I think a lot of teams are more scared off by the injury history yeah. um, of him. The Saints are probably in a better position to take a chance with a player like him as well. This is a coin toss of a season. If they want to see if lightning strikes twice with Quan Alexander, I think they're it's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's like, sure. That is not a make or break decision. No. It, it's only going to benefit the team. Yeah. It's like it, it, the best case scenario is he's as good as he was before. And the worst case is that he ends up getting cut before they go to training camp. And it doesn't even matter that much. Now, uh, the offensive line, I guess, uh, was ranked number 12, according to PFF Next Level Stats, though they admit it was likely aided by Drew Brees, who was pretty good at avoiding sacks. I, uh, yeah. You know, when we talk about the upside of Taysom and the upside of Jameis, avoiding sacks... Not their specialty. Not uttered. No, <laughs> not their specialty. Uh, Taysom can, I mean, they both can run a little bit. They both can move a little bit. But yeah, the uh, seeing the pocket in that like 17th dimension the way that Drew Brees did, I don't think that is the skill set uh, that either of those guys are going to be bringing. No, Jameis is going to try and eat the sacks. Tameus. Tameus. Who? <laughs> I'm combining them. If you put Taysom Hill and Jameis in the machine from the fly, Yes. We're going to get Tameus. You might get a good might quarterback. Be a good quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, the Saints offense, I think, you know, mid-pack, number 12, I think that's probably about right. I think uh, getting Ramchek locked down, that's important. Uh, it really, a lot is going to come down 
to the Ruiz thing. Uh, and, and Andrews Pete, if he has a pulse, like if Andrews Pete doesn't suck, that would be very helpful. It will be. But that's going to that's gonna be a huge swing is those two guard positions. Uh, and then I think what was it? Michael Thomas was ranked the number eight wide receiver. Is that right? Yeah. That is crazy. His uh, numbers from last season. Well, are, they sucked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess that's what they're going off that's of. That's still nuts. Upside, he, you know. Didn't he catch more passes than any player in the history of the NFL in three years? Yeah. Like, he didn't get worse. He just wasn't playing. Well, he has, like, the highest number of catches in, like, five seasons, but he's only played four seasons. It's something, yeah. you know, it's, it's some like crazy that. number. Yeah. He, he was spectacular now i guess the assumption also is that without breeze throwing to him it's certainly a little bit worse and you know he won't be able that slant route that he just crushes people on third down with uh maybe he won't be as positive but like michael thomas is damn good man like that is i i find that to be camaro as you said number two at running back yeah and thomas to be eight at receiver doesn't make any i think thomas is better than camaro yeah, I do, too. I think the media really likes DeAndre Hopkins because he's cool. He is cool. He looks cool, too. <laughs> he looks cool. He seems like a he's a fucking cool dude. He's on a team that's sexy. I hate that word in sports, but, they, you know. The Cardinals are? Yeah. Are they really? They're, they're, they're Kyler Murray. Young sure. and fun and hip. And they play where they can't count votes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to have a stadium this year because they're going to be recounting the votes oh, again yeah. in Maricopa County. And it stadium. will be packed, though, regardless <laughs> of COVID status. So that'll be nice. Um, yeah, I, I just I think Mike Thomas uh, put some respect to that name. I think he's, he was I thought think he was the Saints best player for two years. Yeah, I think the, both those last two years they made the playoffs, not last season, obviously, but the two years prior to that. He was unstoppable. I don't think that's an outlandish claim. I think what needs to happen with Michael Thomas is he just needs to put the phone down. I, is he still tweeting at the same level? I haven't noticed it as much. I don't. I don't know. I don't. You don't know. follow it. Yeah. Twitter may have banned him at this point. <laughs> it does seem like an awfully quiet period for him right now, though, and that seems like a huge positive for the Saints, right? That the talk isn't him. You know, bitching about his numbers or fighting in the mentions with Steelers fans about whether or not he's better than whoever, you know, than Juju Smith. shoots. like he, he seems like he's kind of out of the limelight a little bit, at least, and not going through the regular bullshit brigade that he typically has. And I think that will help him now. I think he's probably a crazy person on some level. I don't know him well enough, but you hear enough stories of just like the just total loose cannon that he is and how difficult he can be to play yeah. with. And I think a lot of that comes from when you're an incredible player and you are trying to get the ball every single play. I think there's part of you has to be a little bit insane. I think he's a lot insane, but I, uh, I think he could channel it the but right he's a way winner. and he could be, I mean, he's so good. Number eight is ludicrous in that list. I yeah. don't understand how that happens. It really is. I, th I think it's just attitude and, you know, personal preference on the people who are putting the list together. Because other than that, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't get that at all. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it wasn't that long ago after the Saints lost, there was talk of someone very close to Michael Thomas getting a phone call after that game from Mike. And when they hung up, they said, yeah, Mike ain't coming back. Yeah. And uh, haven't heard anything about that since. Nope. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> to, or it's bad. <laughs> to use a very technical term, I think that's good. Good. Yeah, I know. There was a lot of talk of him getting traded last season. So uh, we'll see. I, I definitely, he is a, a huge part uh, of whatever this team is going to do this season. So it is good to be talking football again at the top of this show. It is good to have it around the corner. Uh, of course, we have tons of Pelican stuff to talk about. A new coach coming in starting probably as you're listening to this, he'll be officially hired. Uh, there's free agency around the corner. There's trades. There's a new champion. Everything has happened with the NBA, but it was very good to start transitioning a little bit into the NFL. We will take a quick break. We will get into a whole lot of Pelicans news. And of course, the rest of your show, your segments, and so much more. Stick around right here. Pull. Hail on Oak 
like, everybody, if you like beautiful people, if you like beautiful patios, if you like wonderful beer, if you like great food, if you like good times, I can't think of a place where you should go more than Ale on Oak, which is on Oak Street, right there off of the streetcar tracks on Carrollton and Oak. Uh, everybody, you're going to want to check it out. There's like a gazillion beers on tap and the patio's spectacular and everybody's having fun. So why wouldn't you go to Ale on Oak? They got 30 beers on tap. They have, and this is a big thing. Not every bar in New Orleans does this. They have a million TVs and they have local games on. They yes. know when the Pels are playing. Not for a while. They know when the <laughs> Saints are playing. They're going to have all the local. They have Tulane. They have UNO. Anything local, they're going to show it. The bartenders are super friendly. They have a full menu. Uh, it's convenient to park around. There's parking on the street in front of it normally. Yep. There's cool little shops. around. Have a date night. Go to the comic book shop. Go to the head shop. Go to <laughs> Ale on Oak. Get a drink, walk down the street, see a band, go back to Ale, get a hamburger. Great night. What more do you need? Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, honestly, I have a very hard time finding anything negative to say about Ale on Oak. It is uh, well, we shouldn't be finding. That's a very good point to say. There are sponsors. <laughs> sponsor. There's literally nothing negative to say about Ale on Oak. <laughs> no, it is a a beautiful spot. Uh, it's, if you're just looking for a place to hang out. It's a perfect casual spot to meet your friends. A great place to take a date. There's so many things that you can do at Ale. Uh, and then Oak Street's just cool now. Like, I feel like in the last few months, Oak Street has just picked up in business. Like, there's just tons. There's two new restaurants down the street. There's uh, Maple Leaf is now rocking two shows a night. You know, they have 7 o'clock and a 10 o'clock. Like, there's just a lot to do around there. There's no better place to start or end your time on Oak Street than at Ale. Uh, so go check them out. Ale on Oak. That's a sponsor. That's a sponsor. Now what the people came here for, Pelicans. The Pelicano. Now I guess it's kind of Pelicans news that Drew Holiday has won a championship with the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, he did it. And then he said the best thing that ever happened to him was getting traded to the Bucks. Well, yeah, <laughs> we knew that. He thanked New Orleans, though. He did. That was fun how everybody was like, see, he's yeah. nice. <laughs> Because he was like, yeah, and I like New Orleans. Yeah. Everybody's saying that J.J. Reddick was like, yeah, greatest city I've ever played in. Yeah. What a magical four months those were. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I didn't want my kids to go to school there or anything, but it was, you know, it was the best. A lot of good restaurants. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so good for Drew. I think everybody sure. who's ever, honestly, anybody who's ever interacted with Drew Holiday for an extended period of time wanted him to win. Yeah. Like, it is that easy. He is uh, remarkably easy to root for. Uh, I, uh, you know, just I've spent a lot of time talking to Drew, being around Drew uh, during his time here. And it was uh, it was very nice to see him lift that trophy. Very nice to see a guy who put in a ton of work and had a really tough road here. First with the injuries and then with all the other, you know, just losing bullshit, dealing with the AD stuff and never really never hanging his head never blaming anybody else for anything and really kind of and showing up to work every day. Uh, really, I, I respect your holiday just a lot. Yeah, it, it was uh, interesting to see all of the congratulatory posts for Drew and, uh, you know, compare them with all the congratulatory uh, Anthony <laughs> Davis posts from <laughs> New Orleans year. fans. I don't think that there's any like a, I saw a bunch of hubbub about well, AD left, and a year later he got a ring, and uh, Drew left, and he they're just good players going to great team. It wasn't yeah. like AD didn't go to Memphis and win yeah. a fucking ring. Exactly. You know, he joined the greatest other player yeah. and won a ring. And I also was kind of rolling my eyes at Giannis implying, or not implying, explicitly saying it's, you know, I didn't have a super team. You did have a super team. He didn't. The super team... So here's the difference. Chris Middleton was not a star when he arrived in Milwaukee. No. Drew Holiday is not an all-star. Drew Holiday has been an all-star in 10 years. They're good players. They're not like, they're not Anthony Davis to LeBron James. They're not Kyrie Irving to LeBron or to Kevin Durant. And certainly they're not Kevin Durant. I think that that was the biggest shot well, at Kevin yeah. Durant, who formed, who not only went to the best team in the history of the NBA in Golden State and won two rings, then he went to Brooklyn and was like, oh, yeah, I got to bring along, I don't know, two all-star, two all-NBA players, and then a bunch of all-stars whose contracts got bought out. 
Well, I think to keep these players is almost a super team level feat. Like Chris Middleton could have left. Giannis definitely. definitely could have left. Yes. So the fact that they started there, I don't think, you know, goes one way or the other. Yeah. I, I think that they had a very good fucking team. Yes. And to call them a super team, I don't think would be that crazy far fetched. I think the the bubble Lakers were a super team, even though I saw people arguing about that. They definitely were. Well, Anthony Davis made them a super team. Well, it's like if you had Jordan and Bird on the same team, that would be a super team. You wouldn't have to know who else is on. It could all be B.J. Armstrong. It could be <laughs> the the 1 through 12 on the rest of that team. That's a super team. AD and LeBron together is a super team because they're the two best players in the league. Here's the difference to me. The difference is the way the Bucks did it was fairly organic. Now, Drew was the only one that wasn't. Drew kind of, I guess, theoretically asked out, and they put him on a team that was already a contender. But certainly Middleton was traded like as a rookie when he was nothing. Uh, and Giannis was drafted there in the teens and just stuck around. So it's not as if they kind of molded this team out of like even the Warriors, the first version of the Warriors pre-Kevin Durant. That was a great team, but I don't think they were considered like a super team. Right. They weren't manufactured in a lab the way that all of the LeBron teams have been. Where it's like he goes to a place and then it's like, all right, now we also... Then we get Chris Bosh, and oh, Dwayne Wade's there, and then I'm going to go back here, and oh, yeah, we're going to trade the number one pick and go get uh, you know, Kevin Love, and Kyrie Irving's already there, and then he goes to Los Angeles, and they you know, push Anthony Davis into a trade. Like Those things are all different, I think, than what we saw with Moore. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's mostly because I don't like LeBron. Yeah, no, I don't like LeBron either. Yeah. But just speaking to the talent of the team, and you know, they proved it. Yeah. But yeah, and the Warriors once Durant joined. Super were also teams the same is more of a political uh, yes. a team decided by money and politics as opposed to talent. I'm viewing it more as a talent level. Thing. Yeah, the talent they're certainly as talented yeah, as any yeah. of those teams for sure. And and like Philadelphia was probably equally talented. Whatever. I mean, it's it was good to see Milwaukee win. Uh, you know, if nothing else, it gives hope to a small market and a place like New Orleans, which. The NBA for a long time, everybody said, oh, you can't win unless you're in one of four or five markets. It's impossible, whatever. Believe me, Milwaukee, if there's any place less desirable than here uh, for an NBA player, Milwaukee is that. Uh, Milwaukee, Indiana, Detroit, there ain't many, but this is uh, that's among the group for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, it uh, you know, Drew Holiday went to that team and appeared to be the piece that they needed. The Pelicans might be a piece or two away. Yeah. They could be quite a few pieces away. Yeah. One, uh, some names are being thrown around. Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. Remember the hope we had a few weeks ago and it was like, Dame's coming to the Pelicans. <laughs> they were talking about fucking 40-year-old Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I sure hope Spencer Dinwiddle comes. <laughs> uh, I miss Dame time. That was fun. Yeah, when they came out with the Vegas odds for where Dame was going to get traded and the Pelicans weren't in the uh, 11 teams listed, I was like, well, that probably means he's not going to get there. <laughs> uh, and yeah, everybody that I've talked to around the team, it doesn't sound like that's something that's happening. My assumption is that they don't want to get a player who doesn't really want to be here right don't go want to go trade a million pieces even though he's under contract that's not something you want to do uh i disagree with that i actually think i would go try for it and make him be miserable for a year and play and, and then you can always trade him again it worked with uh Kawhi. yeah just like you know whatever you can just go trade him again <laughs> if he's you know and maybe he'll like it but uh you know that that, that ain't me uh, running the show so uh but yeah it sounds like the pelican's name is attached to a whole bunch of Upper mediocre level players at this point. Yeah. Kyle Lowry is an interesting one. I think he could help them a lot. Like they need like a good player who's won and will show up, you know, 82 games a year and those kinds of things I think matter. But he also is not, he's just not that good anymore. Yeah. He's not a incredibly dynamic. It would not be a Chris Paul to the sun scenario. I no, he think. ain't that guy anymore. You know, he fell off last season. He's old. He's uh, he's just not an all star. Yeah, he's not incredibly dynamic. And uh, you weigh him against Lonzo. Yeah, I don't know. You got a resume versus uh, what could happen. 
yeah. with 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 Lowry and Lonzo. I don't know if I'm implicitly going with Lowry over Lonzo in that scenario either. Oh God, what a weird choice. And then I think of the other name that was floated out there trade scenario was Colin Sexton. Yeah, uh, in Cleveland. I like that one. Yeah, I mean that he at least he's young. I. Don't, I it's all strikes me as just being it's it feels like playing on the edges a lot. Well, Sexton has been on a shit team yes. for his entire career. Yes. <laughs> Brandon Ingram yeah. the same, you know, like get together and commiserate. Mm-hmm. You're leaving Cleveland. That's got to be something, right? Yeah. I mean, I, it's weird. I, I think Darius Garland, Cleveland situation seems strange. Sexton's a good player. I mean, they've got good players. I, it's like it's very hard to figure out. And you really have to see what they give up in getting there. But, like, it does feel every name that you see keep popping up and the Pelicans keep getting attached to them. You're like, well, Lonzo and Josh Hart are gone. Yeah. Like, they don't give a crap about these guys. I haven't seen anybody even talking about the possibility of Lonzo and and Hart not being gone. (laughs) They're gone in all of these scenarios when you talk about next season. And no matter who comes in, they're gone. I guess. I, I, I feel like the base has moved on it feels like that and now right? we're just going is Lonzo going to be an all-star in Chicago next season or New York <laughs> and you know I guess they're sign and trade God knows I don't understand the mechanics of a sign and trade I know it exists uh but basically they can maybe get a little something for Lonzo if he leaves uh Josh Hart I don't think they can get anything uh and I wonder if Josh Hart fetches any money in the open market I mean he's not someone who I think is going to command a lot. He really has one good skill, which is rebounding. Uh, and everything else is kind of like, it's nice to watch it when he's on your team, but I don't think his numbers pop out to anybody. So I, I could see a scenario where he doesn't command a lot of money and they can match him and bring him back. I don't know. He, he Rebounding, yes. Hustle, little outside shot. He's a big motherfucker. Yeah. He's going to go to the Wizards whenever Russ goes to the Lakers. And be that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the most ridiculous thing, right? Like, <laughs> so the, the game ends last night. I don't know how many hours it took for it to be like. Chris Paul to the Lakers. Chris Paul might go sign the minimum and go play for the Lakers. Like, what a bunch of bullshit, man. Like, if that happens, like, just screw this league. <laughs> like, this is that'd be so, like, right after Giannis is on the podium being like, we didn't do it as a super team. We made it so much more special. It's like Chris Paul just swoops into the Lakers for the minimum and go play next to LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um, so, anyway, it doesn't seem Chris Paul is going to be available. The talk is he'll probably resign in Phoenix if they throw enough money at him, uh, or he might just go full-on ring chasing. Uh, but I think he would have been like, the honestly, he would have been the perfect fit for what they need, and he is a free agent. But there's just no way they're going to go. They don't have the money to go out and go get him unless they do a ton of moves to free up space. Yeah, and I that would be in line with Dame of just like, he doesn't want to be here. He's been no. here. He's done that. Yes. It would be a significant downgrade from going to game six in the finals. In the finals, <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like, well, he's been, well, he was in Oklahoma City. And he was on Phoenix. Like, yeah, those really weren't his choices. He got traded to those places. This one is his choice, and he's not going to a place where they were 10 games under 500 last year and leaving a place where he was, you know, 40 minutes from winning the <laughs> NBA Finals. Well, uh, you know, there's, there's no clear-cut uh, great choice here, but the Pelicans have made a choice at coach. Yeah. I think, I think by, it's all but official. I think by the time you're listening to this, uh, dear listener, uh, that Willie Green will be the official coach. Willie Green, noted finals loser. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> They announced like it leaks that they're going to hire him, and then they lost four, four in a row. Games. Four in a row. Welcome to New Orleans, Willie. <laughs> Welcome aboard. It's the Hotel California, man. You can't leave. There is like this is this is awful. Like I I just can't believe that happened. The, the curse of this franchise, dude. There's no bounds. I bet like a as soon as he gets here, like a Willie's Chicken Shack is going to burn down. <laughs> Anything associated with Willie or Green. Uh, dude, they literally announced it and everything fell apart. I mean, welcome to New Orleans, Willie. If you think they would have known how things would have transpired, you think they would have hired the other? Because the other candidate was the assistant for the Bucks. <laughs> you think they're like regretting that right now? 
be like, well, they kind of outcoached in the last four games. You should have uh, should have taken a look at that. Yeah, were you were were you reading the news of your future <laughs> home, Willie? Feeling a little distracted. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to feel at home? So you started losing games. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I, obviously, none of that is his fault, or maybe it's his fault. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Probably but, not. But I don't think the complexion of this hire changes at all by the fact that they lost. I don't think it really makes much of a difference, quite honestly. Uh, I think it's a good hire. I think it makes sense. Uh, I'll say it's like a fine hire. You know, I don't think there's anything to like out and out criticize. I don't think it's worth throwing a parade. Uh, it is a NBA coaching hire. We'll see how it goes. I, I think I'm very interested to hear what he has to say. I expect the press conference to be sometime early next week, hopefully before we record next week. Uh, I'm hoping he'll have his press conference and then we can kind of judge what he has to say because I think that will be interesting. He has not talked a lot. We don't know much about him. Uh, So it will be interesting to hear just kind of what words actually come out of his mouth when talking about this team. Do you think Griff is going to piggyback on those conferences and either butter the bread or sweep up the crumbs depending on <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think almost he, he will be on there some way shape or form i wonder if he'll take questions or if he'll basically just introduce willie uh i could see it going either way he's he did he, take questions with stan i he, believe he did yeah. yeah and he usually takes questions when he's there and He's really good at answering them, you know, like he doesn't always follow up on what he says, but he's very good at answering the questions <laughs> at the press conference. Uh, definitely one of his better skills. And there's just, you know, I, I think people have a uh, an incomplete grade when it comes to this, and, and that will give them a, a much better view whenever they get through this press conference. So that'll take us through our Pelicans news. Uh, that shoots us into segments. Overrated. Overrated. Underrated. That's right. Overrated. Underrated. Andrew Polk, what you got, sir? Overrated. Business casual. Yeah? Business casual attire. I like business casual. Well, you see, in comparison to wearing a tuxedo, (laughs) wearing a top hat, coattails, cummerbund, Mm -hmm. yes, of course. That's my typical Thursday night. (laughs) It's It's nice to wear a polo and khakis. Yeah. It's, but however, I'm coming from this of uh, the angle of someone who is seen by no one all day uh-huh. in his polo and khakis. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. If you want me to be on time, <laughs> let me roll in in the jammies. Yeah. It just, just your, uh, you know, the bear smoking weed pajama pants <laughs> and a wife beater. Yeah, it's like an icy bear parody with he's smoking weed. It's uh. brutal. I work downtown. It is brutal because, like, pretty much everything I have is sleeves. You know, if I'm wearing business, cat, I like to cover up my tattoos just to, you know, go with the facade. Sure. So I'm wearing long sleeves. And a, have you walked through the French Quarter in long sleeves? Not in a minute. In July. Not in a minute. Who boy? Yeah. I get there and I am sweating. <laughs> I look like you remember on Seinfeld when Kramer when was sleeping next to the Kenny Rogers roaster sign. (laughs) He's just bright red. That's me getting to work every day. (laughs) Let me come in in shorts. I maybe there's like maybe what I'm searching for here is a business casual short. Yeah. Like a little Lord Fauntleroy outfit. (laughs) Like some knickers. (laughs) Can I do that? Maybe a festive hat. I just, I'm going to dress like a little sailor boy. <laughs> just, you should dress like a UPS driver, you know? Just wear those shorts. I think it'll be good, too. Uh, the, yeah. the dress code in New Orleans, you can't do it with the weather. No. It's that, like, no one is taking anything seriously here anyway. Like, you're no. not meeting with clients. Like, nobody's really doing anything. The, the People get the most dressed up to go out to eat. Yeah. That's, like, the most, like, oh, I have a lunch. Like, I'm going to get hammered at this lunch. I better wear a nice set of pants. <laughs> it's like, oh, the, oh, my office is a joke. I, you know, dip spitting in there and, you know, sleeping through the day. Like, but, you know, when we go to lunch. We got to make it look real nice. Uh, no, this is an uh, unserious town for unserious people. And yet, you know, I, 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 I do agree. If you're not meeting with other people, like, 
who you're trying to impress from a work perspective. And when I do that, I know when I'm doing it. Exactly. If you're meeting with, you know, some client or vendor or whatever it might be, then sure. But if you're just in there with your other coworkers, who cares? Yeah. I, I got to get I got to get business shorts going. If any listener, maybe it's like a European thing. Maybe I can wear like tiny shorts with a little button up. <laughs> the difference, the business casual was created by the white man because oh, that's yeah. what the white man wears <laughs> when he's not at work, which is golf course attire. They just so were like, OK, well, this is what I wear on saturday afternoon so i'm sure this is what we can wear on casual yeah, day i have a pink it's, shirt yeah. <laughs> i have a webbed leather belt i'm gonna start wearing like white loafers with no socks and little short pants do people who work with you uh do they know anything about this show i d- hope not <laughs> I've, i'm living in secrecy don't hint it where I'm at. No. If you know where I am, keep your fucking mouth shut. Larry Flint. Oh, sorry. 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 Uh, is somebody even J.C. Penny. I said it earlier on the show. Who's listening? Yeah, the J.C. Penny in the French Quarter. Uh, no, I'm still incognito with the show. Yeah. I had one guy from my office did come in and told me he listened to it. I was like, oh, okay. You're fired. As a person. <laughs> No, you're cool, man. You're cool. It was uh, the guy that changes the filters. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The guy who stuffs the mini muffins into the thing. Um, <laughs> no, man. Uh, is a uh, the business casual is definitely that's the that that might be the definition actually of white privilege. Yeah, is saying like absolutely. This, this is what we wear for casual times. Just what I wear. <laughs> it's like well, then nobody actually dresses like that. It's like. No, no, no. This Tommy is Tommy Bahama yeah. dresses like that. <laughs> you guys don't have a, a Peter Millar store near you? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, all right, so that will take me into uh, my underrated. Underrated is self-help books. Okay. So I am uh, losing my mind. I have two very small children. Mm-hmm. I have uh, a lot of things to do in my life. My life has gone upside down in the last couple of years. Things are crazy. Things are hectic. And I've just decided to start reading self-help books because I was like, well, if I'm going to read, I at least want to be able at the end of it to think that I got something out of it. Oh, yeah. Not like if I'm going to read Harry Potter. What am I getting? I might as well just watch the movie. If all I'm reading for is to be entertained, then I can just do that. And if all I want to do is get mad, I can read the news, which is what I normally do. You just read the news and you get pissed off and I yell something to my wife like, can you believe this shit? They're doing the the city's doing this. And then she's like, oh, yeah, and she's, you know, not listening. And so now I'm like, okay, if I just read things on how I'm supposed to be better and in the moment that you're reading it, it really does feel like you're improving your life. And the minute you stop reading it, you forget everything that they said in there. Theoretically, I have now read two self-help books. Both of them, I felt so good about myself while I was reading it. And then the second it was over, I was like, I, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing in any given moment. But maybe it's seeped somewhere down there in the back of my brain. Can I guess the two self-help books? Oh, please. Yes. One, the Torah. Two... <laughs> The Talmud, yes. To the secret. <laughs> the Torah is not self-help. That God was a spiteful God for the first five Yeah, months. you guys don't get fun God. We I get, always forget that. We get vengeful God. The tension-seeking vengeful God in yeah. the, the Torah. You guys don't get fun God at all. He's <laughs> just angry. He's just mad and jealous. Uh, yeah, so... No, the, I, I honestly wish I could even tell you the names of these books. One of them was something. Tony Robbins. Happiness. No, nobody famous. It was The yeah, Mystery Method. It was like the algebra of Happiness or something. <laughs> I don't know. It was something. Yeah. They're, they're very easy to read. They're super helpful as you're like actually going through them. You get through it, and then you kind of just flush it and forget that anything really. It's like watching a documentary where you watch a two-hour documentary, and at the end of it, you might remember one thing, yeah. and you bring that up at every dinner you go to for the next three months. <laughs> trying to shoehorn yeah. it in. <laughs> exactly. They're talking about like flying somewhere, and you're like, well, this guy thought a Bigfoot uh, killed his coworkers on a weed farm. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, did you know the, the beginnings of aviation? Or, yeah, I, thought, I mean... 
Uh, so that's basically what the self-help book is. It, it does feel it's like uh, eating a salad for your brain. You know, <laughs> you you in the moment feel really good about it. And then the minute it's over, it's like, well, the next meal is going to be a cheeseburger. So <laughs> that really doesn't make any difference. But in the moment, it felt very good. Well, one good thing for uh, single lads is if you're reading a book, you don't even have to read it. You know the pictures of LeBron where he's reading the first page? <laughs> Every single, yes. This is what I think most men do. They just buy a book or they take a picture of themselves with a book. They put books on the bookshelf because there was that quote. It was like, if you go home and a guy doesn't have books, don't have sex with him. Yeah. Every guy was like, oh, crap. <laughs> go find some yeah, books. Yeah, just get some phone books and put them, <laughs> put them on the shelf. I get like the fake books. They have it. <laughs> They're just like little weed stores. things. Yeah, that's, that's where you hide your little uh, one hitter. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I I I respect. Every year, my New Year's resolution is to read a book. That's my New Year's resolution every single year. I've missed it several times. Yeah. Uh, but I did read a book at least this year. Go I'm, dog go. I read a lot of those. Those I've got down. I read the sneeches. I can give you that one word for word. Uh, but yeah, self-help books, everybody. If you haven't tried them, try them out. And if you need some recommendations, email polkandkush at gmail.com. I'm going to give you a whole bunch. All right. Uh, we're mixing up segments a little bit. You guys have written us. You've tweeted at us. You've said, hey, we love when you goof on local shit. This is a local podcast. We talk about New Orleans stuff, but we don't have anything specifically tailored for New Orleans news. No more. Welcome to the NOLA breakdown. This is just going to be a segment where we talk about New Orleans shit, whether it's a story about how, what do we have this week? So this week, in case you weren't paying any attention, you know, while your trash wasn't getting picked up or while you were getting flooded in, uh, there was a lot going on. So uh, apparently a man in Lakeview, maybe you've heard of Lakeview. It's where uh, people spend a lot of money on their houses uh, to get to the nice part of the city. And this guy has been broken into nine times. His, his truck, his his truck. truck has been broken into nine times. They asked him what time the most recent one happened. He said it was between 9.10 and 9.15 in the morning. And they're like, how did you know it that specifically? He said, well, I was out walking my kids. I came back five minutes later to get something out of my truck. And sure enough, there was glass all over the place because someone knocked through it. How many times did your car have to get broken into before you were like, I got I got to do something about this? Probably one time. <laughs> I've had my car broken into. Obviously, I live here. I, I was like, if this happened more than twice, I would pretty much be done with where I'm living. Yeah. And I mean, it's also financially a window is 400. A windshield's 500 bucks. I'm presuming like a passenger side window, 200, 300, 400 bucks, depending on what you've got. This guy, it's not just that they were like opening his door and stealing his Godsmack CDs yeah, yeah. out of the visor. <laughs> they were smashing the window yeah. nine times. This sounds to me like Munchausen by proxy, <laughs> but for his truck, I think he's doing it. Uh, really, almost. You're like, well, how many? Like, what? Are, who's your neighbor, yeah. buddy? <laughs> exactly. Are, do your kids like throwing rocks? <laughs> what is going on? What have you done? Did you give everyone crowbars for Christmas? <laughs> now we failed. To, we failed to say this person's name is Latoya Cantrell. <laughs> People are smashing oh. the. Not so apparently like there was like 25 car break ins on Monday night in Lakeview. I, I don't I mean, it's just ridiculous, man. Like, just leave the car windows open. Then I, they're going to steal the car. OK, well, I guess they could gather anyway. yeah, in there anyway. Yeah, right? that's true. <laughs> uh, I mean, le- leave the keys in the ignition for all that matters. Like it, it is. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, uh, every day I wake up and feel stupid for not starting an auto glass company in this city. <laughs> Every day. I'm like, just, it's, I wish I knew anything about it. Instead of taking all those chemistry classes I took in high school, they should have just done an entire class on how to fix windows of cars. Yeah. We'd all be millionaires. Well, you could have learned that in chemistry because it's, you, how do you make glass? It's sand. Yes, there's a Bunsen burner involved. Sand sure. and fire. 
God. <laughs> this is science hour. Yes. This is horrific. <laughs> we have no knowledge of There's anything. There's like a seven. If we were on, what was that Jeff Foxworthy show where it's like, are you smarter than a kid? Yeah. Yeah. And they, we're not. No, no. Not even close. This is ridiculous. Two, t- two times and I'm out. One time I'm thinking about it. Two times I'm out. Yeah. Nine times. Now, you know, fool me once. Now it's this guy's fault. (laughs) (laughs) Now this guy is the fool. I just like, I mean, you got to put floodlights. You got to put, I mean, something. Sleep in the car. (laughs) (laughs) By time five, I would be sleeping in the truck. I mean, yeah, I just would have switched to golf cart. Okay. Nine windows. Uh he could have hired a security guard. Yeah, I mean, at this th- point, there are places you go drive around, you <laughs> see a cop right out there. You're like, oh, they actually hired a security guard. Like, certainly places in Old Metairie that I walk by, I'm like, this is nuts. Um, <laughs> this goddamn place, like, what a joke. Is this happening other places? I hear, I do hear crime is picking up other places, but the idea of anyone's car getting broken into that often. And he's like, yeah, we're moving to the North Shore. It's like, well, that's the logical conclusion to this, right? Yeah, well, my my sister and I shared that story today, and then she texted me minutes later, oh, my friend's car was just stolen in Kenner. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was somebody that works for law enforcement. Their car was broken into. The wife's car, completely stolen. Good Lord. How do you steal? I mean, can you hotwire cars still? How do they Can they not- I, personally? <laughs> I'm not How do they not remove that function from <laughs> being able? You can't even get in a car. There's no key anymore to the car. Can you still hotwire it? From I- what I've, from what I gather, which is just watching Gone in 60 Seconds. <laughs> That's the only knowledge I have of this. Subject. It's just yellow and red. You just pull yeah. two wires. They're right <laughs> under the steering wheel, and you put them together, and then the car starts. It would seem remarkably easy. You don't know, Yeah. I don't know. I can't. My car won't start half the time with a key. These people are just rubbing two wires together and then jumping over the Brooklyn Bridge. I literally like I, I cannot understand how it's as easy as to start cars without their keys. Let's yeah. just do something about that. Huh? The car all of the all of these, ev- everything you're suggesting suggest crime. We should start breaking window. We should start a glass dealership and go yes. around breaking windows. Yes. We should learn to hotwire cars yeah. and then, you know, take them to the chop shop. I we'd we'd be so much wealthier. I bet we'd be pretty good at it. Yeah, the smiteful god from the Torah might not appreciate it very much. But uh, <laughs> the other piece of local news I wanted to touch on today, uh, the, the state legislature actually had a uh, veto session against John Bell Edwards. So he's, he vetoed a whole, whole bunch of bills that the Republican legislature passed. And uh, they went, they had a whole thing. They got everybody back. All the legislators came back to do this veto session. They all came and voted on a whole bunch of stuff and nothing happened. The bills were they all failed. Stupid too. It was of like a course. transgender sports thing where the NCA directly said, like, if you pass this, we are going to take the final four from you the next day. Yeah, and they were like, uh, well, we're still going to vote on it. Lost by three votes. I mean, and of course, when this was going to happen, like the governor was just going to be like, all right, I'm just going to promise a gazillion things to the people who are voting, and then they're got like they're not going to get two thirds. Yeah, this is also a fake problem. Like, no, is this happening at your school? I, I don't know. No, it's not. This is a fake problem. Zero LHSAA. Zero <laughs> uh, transgender athletes have ever existed. This is, this or, is fake news. Female sports. This is fake news. How much yeah. money did it cost them to have this legislature session? Oh, I'm sure a lot. Yeah. And they all went in. And then the best is that the Speaker of the House was like, we have a if it gets through the Senate, we have 100 percent that it's going. We will veto it in the House. And he was just dead wrong. You know what? Like, oh, you're really good at your job. One second of the money that that cost could have taken those tires out from my <laughs> fucking front yard. <laughs> we do need a tire counter, like a day start day counter for the uh, how long those tires have been out front of your house. They're going to be there through the next Olympics. The next live show we have, I'm bringing the tires. <laughs> You're going to auction them off for we'll, charity. We'll, uh, these Polk and Kush tire swings. Does anyone do that anymore? You want a Huck Finn childhood? Just the tire swing, not the other stuff. Uh. So 
So yeah, things are uh, things are weird here. Oh, and and of course, as we mentioned, there's going to be masks again inside. That'll call. I'm sure people will very politely and calmly just start putting on their masks again, and there will be no fights or problems. I'm sure that will go very smoothly. So you know, we can protect the people who don't want to protect themselves in the first place. Well, so. I saw that it was a mask advisory. Now, yeah, that means nothing. It's like a flood advisory. Well, what do people do day? when there's a hurricane advisory? Yeah, they don't do shit. They drink. That's what I'm going to do with the mask advisory. I'm going to keep drinking. And until the corona blows my house down, I'm ignoring it. It's yeah. the summer of George, baby. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm done. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not good. I am that until you can show me science that says I am putting other people in danger by not wearing a mask. I'm out. The last piece of anything I saw was the CDC saying anyone who's vaccinated cannot spread this to somebody like that it's not spreadable if you are vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. Yeah. It's not my it's not a me problem. It's not my problem. It's a you problem. I'm not going back. Yeah. It I'm, is a- yeah. I'm Mitt Romney now. I will not be <laughs> I'm Ronald Reagan. I'm Ron Paul. I'm Rand Paul. I am not wearing a mask inside Chipotle. You can go to hell. Yes, because because you don't want to get a free shot in the arm. I am not going through this bullshit again. Uh, anyway, that'll take us into my favorite part of every single week, ladies and gentlemen. The worst! The worst. The worst, worst thing I saw or read this week. This one was sent in by listener. I'm not going to say his name, but follow him on Instagram, virile underscore beard. He's an incredible illustrator, good friend of mine, very funny. Sent this in from Meridian, Mississippi. Man robbed after filming porno at abandoned building. (laughs) Meridian police are investigating a case involving a robbery, a shooting, an adult film, and a naked man running through a residential neighborhood. I believe that's a bingo. (laughs) Police, Police say the armed robbery happened at an abandoned alternative school on Azalea Drive, while three people were making an adult film. I guess cameraman counts, so that's not. The bizarre crime happened around noon Sunday. You know what I'm not waking up early for on the weekend? (laughs) Filming a porno in an abandoned school. (laughs) The church, right in church. Oh, God. Police say the robber, who was still naked from shooting the film. I like that they called it film and not a movie. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure they were using a film camera. (laughs) Who was still naked from shooting the film made the victim send him $200 through Cash App. The victim then, what did he put as the note? Being robbed. (laughs) (laughs) Naked man. You can't leave it. You can't leave the note blank. You have to put something. Is there a penis emoji? (laughs) Uh, The zucchini or whatever. Fair enough. Yes, the eggplant. The victim then tried to make a run for, but was chased and (laughs) shot at by the naked robber, putting several holes in his car. In my seven years of doing this, this is one of the most unique incidents that I've ever run across said Detective Rochester Anderson. That's one of the most interesting things that's happened in Meridian. <laughs> yeah. You're not, you didn't just have to take somebody out of Piccadilly because they passed out from fentanyl. <laughs> I know. It's like this is one of the most... It's like, really? I'm shocked. I thought this would be like an everyday occurrence. Oh, that's yeah. Going. When you got the cat out of the tree, that wasn't the most... <laughs> now... There is, God, I'm trying to find it, but I was told that there was a follow-up. I guess everybody involved, the the robber has been prosecuted. I'm sure it's not as funny. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But good Lord. That is incredible. What are you doing in that situation? At 11 a.m. on Sunday when I'm filming a porno? (laughs) Probably not robbing a guy. (laughs) Filming the porno is one thing. On the other hand, uh, robbing the guy, it's worse I, I mean you're robbing a naked man like you, give me your wallet i don't have one <laughs> you can tell <laughs> i'm not keistering a wallet <laughs> i bet they were filming it on the phone that's where he's like all right cash apps okay <laughs> also don't rob people using cash app because you know it's very traceable yeah I, I, I can't believe that's happening that these companies are like 
allowing this these robberies. Like they should just be immediately refunding these people the minute the arrest occurs, right? Uh, I'm sure they're not. They're still owned. Of course by, not. You know, they have like silly names, whatever, like yeah. money, but yeah. it's like M N Y. Sure, it's still owned by Citibank. They don't care about you. No, they don't <laughs> care at all. No, they certainly don't care enough to give you your money back. They're like, what happened? Oh, you were filming a porno <laughs> at 11 a.m. on Sunday. <laughs> Likely story. Yeah. What does an alternative school mean? I meant to ask that too. It's the kind of school where you can film a porno. They have a studio, a porno studio there. It's alternative. They were, you know, listening to Nirvana while they <laughs> wearing flannel. <laughs> you know, reading, uh, you know, looking at Jackson Pollock and, and reading Infinite Jest <laughs> in between those scenes. Uh, I presume it means a special school, like special education. Oh, well, I guess so. Wouldn't they say that? I don't know. That's the whole thing is uh, that's even worse then. Yeah. You went to a special ed school and shot a porno on Sunday morning. I hope you cleaned up afterwards. <laughs> Did you pick up McDonald's breakfast on the way there? <laughs> Chick-fil-A is closed for God's <laughs> yeah. sake. And you're in there just banging away. This seems like a huddle house kind of <laughs> group of people. This does not seem. This is definitely a Denny's crowd. I've ever heard of one. <laughs> Uh, well, that's tough stuff from Meridian. You never expect that in a, a wholesome place like Meridian, Mississippi. No. I drive through there from time to time. That lovely stop on I-59. The only thing I know about Meridian is I stopped there to Piccadilly once. It's cool. <laughs> I used to stop there because on my ride to Tennessee, there's like uh, Meridian, then nothing, and then uh, Tuscaloosa, and then nothing for a long time. Yeah. Well, so now they've got something. Yeah. So congratulations, Meridian. You made it to this week's Worst of the Week. Uh, that'll take us through this week's episode. Thank you all so, so very much. We have seen our numbers grow considerably in the last few weeks. We appreciate each and every one of you telling your friends. Now, if you are still listening to this and you have not rated this damn show on iTunes yet, stop what you're doing. Take one second, one second, and hit the five stars on iTunes, and let's get us up to at least 100 ratings. We're very close. Uh, everybody except that one asshole who gave us a four-star, like our third episode, everybody else has given us five stars. We would appreciate the love. Thank you so much, of course, Jansen Patagna, our wonderful sponsor, and Ale on Oak. We love doing this show. We love bringing this to you once a week. Please email us, polkandcushiongmail.com, and let us know, or follow us on Twitter, and let us know if there's anything that we can do to make this show better. Thanks so much for the support, and we will see you next week.